What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense podcast. This is episode number 93. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm called Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, who's called this evening on Zencaster, taking a shit. <laughs> yes, you were. He's also known by Travis. That's his government name. Travis, what's going on? Fuck the government. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You just got flagged, by the way, by the NSA. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I don't do anything important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's going on? Anything good? Nothing. Nothing's ever good. It's always terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I understand. Well, well, I, uh, you know, I don't have much to report either. I, I am awaiting dinner with the in-laws. They're on the way at some point here, so that'll be exciting. And I've actually had a house full of in-laws all week because it is the spring break here. It's a good opportunity to come to my house and, uh, you know, <laughs> do you know, I, I, my father-in-law himself told me this Do you, and I think, I think you know this, but in case you don't, do you, are you aware of the difference between in-laws and outlaws? Outlaws, outlaws will kill you. <laughs> no, the difference between in-laws and outlaws. And I want you young lads out there to remember this is that outlaws are wanted. Mm, so yes. Just remember that, just remember that. And uh, anyway, before we move on to the news here, Travis, I did want to make a couple of notes. First off, in our discussion last week of the new PlayStation Plus service, I incorrectly said that PlayStation Vita was not a part of the service because of the touchscreen features of the of the handheld. But clearly, I forgot about the PlayStation TV, which exists as basically a dongle for the PS mm-hmm. Vita where you could... Um, put PlayStation Vita cartridges in it and hook it directly to the TV and play certain Vita games that supported it without those functions. I think it used a PS3, a DualShock 3 controller, or maybe a DualShock 4. I don't remember. Probably both, actually. And that's and so you obviously didn't have touch features on that. So mm-hmm. I was wrong about that. So that's not the reason why it's not in the service. But my guess is, is that they want to probably at some point when they finally kill the Vita, they want to say possibly, and maybe this is giving them too much credit, but maybe they want to be like, hey, we know we're going to kill the Vita finally, no more Vita store, but guess what? We're going to put PS Vita games on PlayStation Plus Premium. That's my only guess, uh, potentially. So we'll see about that. And then secondarily, it's not really a news story in my opinion, but I did want to mention the Blue Box Game Studios and the abandoned stuff and Hassan Karaman, Karaman, however you say his, his name. He did an interview on video with our guy, Colin Moriarty um, from Sacred Symbols. And it was, I watched every minute of it. It was an absolutely fascinating interview. And it's a must watch, in my opinion. Not, 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 not just a, mu- a must listen, but a must watch just to see his reaction and the squirms to questions and everything. And <laughs> I, it's, I just, I, you can't walk away from that interview and think and feel positively about anything. So I told someone on Twitter that it, you watch that and it feels like it's either this guy is completely in over his head and he's totally like pulled the, the wool over, you know, some people, or it's just a flat out just scam and it's been going on for all this time. <laughs> but then, but then at the same time and conversely, it's so hard to look past the, 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 the conspiracies or the, the coincidences with with the Kojima shit, like his name still transferring or transferring, translating to Hideo Kojima in Turkish or whatever, and 
you know, the fact that they're in the Netherlands and the fact that we don't know anyone else that works on this game, supposedly like actually at blue box game studios and just all this weird shit that doesn't line up. And the fact that he got that noir studio to apparently work on artwork for him, which they're an expensive outsourcing team that works on big games like the last of us and shit like that, like stuff. It, it's just something still doesn't add up about it. Um, and of course this interview and this, this story of them deleting tweets and shit comes out the same week that Kojima is moving studios. And anyway, I don't know. So still to be determined on that, I think, but I did want to mention that, although I don't, it's not really a news story. So anyway, here we go into the, the news proper, starting with number one, as a follow-up to last week's announcement of the revamped PlayStation plus service, Sony interactive entertainment president and CEO Jim Ryan told the official PlayStation podcast that the new program has robust support from a variety of publishers, large and small saying, quote, we have big publishers. We have small indie publishers. We have over 200 partners working with us to put their content into PlayStation Plus. So the lineup is going to be really strong, end quote. When asked to name some of the games coming to, to the service, Ryan added, quote, I'm going to play a little hard to get on that one, but I can tell you free that we have massive publisher participation in this program. We have all the big names present, end quote. On the very same podcast, Ryan also revealed that PlayStation still has more acquisitions to make, even after the purchase of Haven Studios, saying, quote, We're growing our studios organically, and we're growing through acquisition. We acquired five studios during the course of 2021. We're in discussions with Bungie, and we have more planned. This is getting us into a virtuous cycle, cycle where success begets success, end quote. What do you make of this? Any thoughts? That's our second. Uh, that's our second helping of the new, the new. Uh, what do you want to call it? The new buzzword: virtuous cycle. Correct. Yes. That's oh god. Anyway, so yes, the, you know everything's prepared anyway. And we've been we've talked about this before. Like it's annoying to me when when reporters ask questions where you know they're going to play hard to get. Like like they're not going to ask him that question. He's going to be like, "Yeah, Rockstar's doing this thing only for us." Like <laughs> right. That's never going to be a thing. But as you know, I'm not like. Not that I'm not brand loyal to things, because I am for sure, but I'm always a little hesitant when people say, hey, we know we got big names tied into this. It's like, okay, cool, but like, what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just because, you know, Rockstar sent over the social media manager doesn't mean they're actually involved. So you kind of got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But the only thing I take from this that I 100% believe is they're going to buy more things. Yeah. There's a decent amount of what you consider massive publishers so I don't really have a, a good guess as to what that means. But that, that also doesn't mean that what you're going to get in the service from a quote-unquote massive publisher isn't a subsidiary of that massive publisher or, or, or something to that effect. Like I could see it being like a almost like a demo or like a tech thing, like with the Matrix release thing. We got to see how the physics worked. I could almost see that being an option maybe. Because mm-hmm. for a big publisher to kind of throw something up like, onto the service this quickly with the announcement that just came out it, they either have to have been working on something for years or it's something that isn't that big right why would you sacrifice something you know you can make a lot of money on so without a guarantee from playstation you know maybe there's a guarantee in the contract that we don't we don't ever see but i don't know that that that's a little interesting to me what what could that could actually be that's that's pretty open-ended and i mean obviously he did that for a reason but yeah i'm i'm the only thing I'm taking from this is we're going to see them buying stuff more and more and more. Now, that doesn't mean huge things like Bungie, but they're definitely going to keep buying studios. 
Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, they, they it's it's I don't know if it's odd how explicit they're being that they're doing that and because they're not very explicit about anything else that they're working on, you know what I'm saying? So it to me it does it's starting to strike me a little odd as a little odd that they're just saying, "Yeah, we're not done. We're still going." I I don't know why that is. I get maybe it's just to literally keep excitement and intrigue up, you know, up. I don't know, but it's obviously that it's that it's going to continue happening like you said and I think it's a, you know, I think I think there's reason to be excited about the lineup that's coming to PlayStation Plus extra and premium tiers and we're obviously not going to get day one games, but I think that we're going to get some third party day one games, um, kind of like what Game Pass gets occasionally when they when they get a third party uh, day one game like Outriders is the first one that comes to mind for me. Like, I think we might get some stuff like that. Uh, I could definitely see that. As a matter of fact, like we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, that Shadow Warrior 3 game mm-hmm. came uh, day one to PlayStation now. So, yeah, that's not um, that's, that's that's not terrible. No. Yeah, I think that seems like the road we're headed down. So. I think it's good. I think, it, like I said, I think it's going to be a good value mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I, I do want to point out, though, I think if you're at the level of like a Ghost Warrior three, that putting it up on a service like this might be a better way to get exposure for your game, as long as it's not oversaturated. Because, I mean, where would that game be if it just was on PlayStation Store? Like, would it have more plays? You know what I mean? It's just, especially with the live service model or the microtransactions model, this seems like an easy way to kind of boost your game rep a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Number two, speaking of more acquisitions, Travis, PlayStation second-party partner Deviation Games, the AAA studio co-founded in 2020 by Call of Duty series veterans Jason Blundell and Dave Anthony, unveiled their new 14,000-square-foot office space this week in Santa Monica, California. This normally would not be news, but a clear PlayStation aesthetic in the place should not go unreported. Photos posted to Twitter show a wall of metal cutout backlit DualSense controllers as well as a wall vinyl decal of the DualSense alongside other studio branding. Even despite the contract to produce a PlayStation 5 exclusive title for Sony, the decor is strange for what is seemingly still an independent third-party developer. Do you think there's something to this? Oh, it's like blatantly PlayStation. Like, there's not even a, a question. So, like, yeah, my first question is, when are we yeah. going to find out that they have been bought? But maybe, <laughs> maybe what are they going to tell you? That they're just really big fans? Like, like they just yeah. love to play PlayStation. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't spend that kind of money because, as you know, buying wall decor for for a facility is not cheap. It's no. annoyingly expensive. Like it's they they, they spent tens of thousands of dollars on that oh, stuff for sure. So, one hundred percent, they're either getting bought by PlayStation or they have some sort of exclusivity thing with PlayStation. Like one or both of all of those things that are happening. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hundred percent. And did you see the picture at all yes. of the backlit? Yeah, I mean, cool. they spent a ton of money on that shit. Yeah, I mean, I want one. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, I think this is the next big um, acquisition, possibly, or at least one of the ones that's in the works. We may not have to wait all that long to find out because it seems odd how just open they are with the pictures. But I guess what they have, you know, hundred employees or whatever the hell they're, you know, it's bound to happen that someone's going to post a picture on social media and they're going to see the dual sense controller. So maybe they just decided what the hell, but I I'm with you. Like if you're a, even if you're a second party studio or whatever, third party and you have a contract to make a game for Sony, mm-hmm. like that's only four or five years of your studio. You're really going to spend probably all said and done over a hundred thousand dollars on 
graphics for your studio to, you know, and that when you potentially could be working on something else at the same time for Xbox, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know, because if I'm Microsoft or Xbox, I'm not going to go to Deviation Studios and say, hey, we want you to make a game for us too. It can come out two years after your PlayStation one. But by the way, what's all this PlayStation shit on the walls? It's like, it's like Super Troopers. Hey, Marvin, what's that place you like to go with all the goofy shit on the walls? <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. I just, it seems pretty obvious to me. It, it, it quite literally could be the writing on the wall. Number three, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts held their 2022 Games Awards show this week. And unsurprisingly, PlayStation had several big winners, including Housemarque's Returnal, which won the award for Best Game. Here is a breakdown of all the PlayStation relevant awards. Returnal won the awards for Audio Achievement, Music, Performer in a Leading Role for Jane Perry as Celine, who is also uh, the lady in Hitman, his handler. I forget her name. And then, of course, they won. Oh my gosh. You know, do you know what her, what her name is? Yeah. Okay, what's her name? Um, Thistlewood. <laughs> Diana, that's her name. Yeah. Good job. And uh, they also won the award, like I said, for best game. Also, Chicory, a colorful tell, won the award for family game. And then finally, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart won the awards for both animation and technical achievement. So pretty, pretty good night for PlayStation. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, our boys got nominated from Hell at Loose for BAFTA. They did. I saw that. Best multiplayer awesome. game, right? Right, yeah. They didn't, they didn't cool. win, do you know? Well, you didn't put on the list, so I'm going to go no. <laughs> I only did the PlayStation shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just figured you would have included them since you liked the game so much. Like yeah. That was what I presumed. Yeah, you're right. But, That's a fail by me. Yeah, Returnal's pretty cool. The audio achievement, like you know, the music stuff, all, all of those things are, are the kind of the takeaways from Returnal, which was interesting you know you we thought it you know when we were talking about what Returnal would be at, before it came out i don't think we highlighted those two things necessarily but this is it's interesting that they're at the level to win a bafta um i don't even know what chicory is couldn't tell you anything about that yeah ratchet, ratchet and clank makes sense like I, I don't really know what i what else we expected that to be at this point you know horizon might qualify for that next year is it like the oh, grammys yeah. or whatever oh yeah that they missed the deadline, so I would expect them to be in, in in the in the mix for that next year. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, Horizon's definitely going to win some Baftas next year. Um, big night for Returnal. That game, I I I very much like the game and I appreciate it quite a bit. And I think it's very good. But I think maybe even I'm underestimating how good that game is um, because it's consistently it's this isn't the first award that it's won so but this is probably the most prestigious award that or awards i should say that they've won so very very good night for them and shout out to house mark who has clearly got uh got off to a hot start here for playstation as a first party studio the rift apart stuff i i get it i get i don't know i'm kind of you know how i am i'm kind of cold not cold but i'm not as blown away by that game as other people so but I'm sure it's deserved. I'm sure it's deserved. I, I understand the technical achievement thing for the jumping between worlds and whatnot. That is pretty cool. So anyway, good night for PlayStation as a whole. Number four, Max Payne is back, sort of, as Remedy Entertainment, the creators of Max Payne, announced that a full-blown remake of both the original Max Payne and its sequel, Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, <laughs> are in early development. Remedy has reached a development agreement with Rockstar Games, the original publisher of the two games, to publish the remakes as one single package. The Max Payne series is known for its noir atmosphere, dark story, and most of all, its bullet time gunplay. 
Remedy CEO Taro Vertala said in a press release, quote, We're hugely excited to be working with our partners at Rockstar Games once again for the chance to bring the story, action, and atmosphere of the original Max Payne games back to players in new ways, end quote. The remake collection will be developed on Remedy's proprietary Northlight engine and will come to PlayStation 5 when it launches. And finally, Remedy shared that Rockstar is funding the game's development totally with a budget the size of a typical AAA title from Remedy. So are you excited about this? I know you're a Max Payne guy. No, I think it'll be interesting. I'd like to kind of see everything together before I go out and buy it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of off the pre, pre-ordering pre boat forever. Yeah. Especially now especially now that I can just download the game. Like, Yeah. What, what's the point? But yeah, I mean, it's cool. Um, It's nice to have it back. I think it's interesting they're going to spend this much money on it and not just make a new one. Mm. Like that. That's kind of an interesting idea to me. But yeah, no, it's cool. I'm excited. It's nice that Rockstar's funding something that's not Grand Theft Auto. Like, that's interesting that we're going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. They have enough money for it. But, you know, what is it really going to look like? I hope they kind of expand it out a little bit. They don't just make it look pretty and then it's the exact same game. I hope there's a little bit of something there that's new. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think think this is going to be very good because they're they're using the same engine that they made Control on, which is an awesome game. And very graphically astounding in my opinion even just playing on ps4 pro i haven't even played the ps5 version of it but i can't even imagine but remedy is so interesting to me like they're they're, to me they're one of the the last remaining independent developers that is that are really compelling it's like remedy you know like kojima productions but they do interesting stuff like you said it's compelling they're not just kind of they're yeah. not just kind of fucking around. Right. They have Max Payne remakes in development now. They have Control 2 and they have Alan and Alan Wake 2 in development. And I think they have two others. I think they have a they have a, some type of free to play multiplayer game in development as well and then something else we don't know about. So they have a lot of really cool shit in development. They're they're very they're a very exciting team. I don't know if they have plans to to remain uh, independent or not, but that would be a fucking huge get if Sony ever tried to buy them yeah i'm excited about this hopefully if they're i think they're in the concept uh phase is what they've said so this is probably i mean they are remaking i don't know probably two or three years away maybe for this so we'll see number five ubisoft paris announced that they have halted work on any new content for their poorly received open world shooter ghost recon breakpoint however (laughs) the servers will remain active for the online title so don't worry just yet oh and those nfts that you might have bought for the game you might ask well, you're a part of history now, says Ubisoft. <laughs> Elsewhere, website Kotaku reported that a brand new Ghost Recon game is in development, codenamed Over, Over, and is scheduled to release during Ubisoft's 2023 fiscal year, which ends on March 31st of 2023. Kotaku also reported that the upcoming free-to-play Ghost Recon Frontline is undergoing a quote-unquote reset of sorts following negative fan feedback. All right, any thoughts here on all of this? Jesus, there's so many fucking Ghost Recon games. So it's like <laughs> they really are. It's getting like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, so they're gonna give me a new one in in eleven months, give or take. Okay, their free to play game is going undergoing a reset, which means it's completely shit the bed, like Battlefield. So whatever, that's dead. They're all dead. Uh, and then of course Breakpoint, and the, imagine that the NFTs don't work, and then those people just wasted money. So. A complete shit show by Ubisoft. Not that we're completely surprised. Like Ubisoft has been losing their grip for a while now, and they just they seem to keep tripping at every step, and it's unbelievable to some mm-hmm. extent. 
Uh, but I love that it's that it's codenamed Over. Yeah, that like is a cool maybe name. Over. No, I meant like Over for Ubisoft. Like it's the end of the studio. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I don't, I just I don't have much faith at all. Yeah. I so I I am. This won't surprise you, but I, I'm one of the people who, after they, they updated the game for next-gen consoles, like you can run it at 60 frames, and they and there's, they updated some of the graphical fidelity. I've played Breakpoint in the last few months on PS5, and I actually think it's it, there's a, a lot of fun to be had there. It's definitely way better than when it launched, because I, I did play it at launch or around launch, and it's not the same. it's not the same game, but there is a certain problem with the ghost recon series right now in my opinion there's a certain lifelessness to it and it's fine to have a you know this big it's they're almost leaning too much into the ubisoft stuff of like you know just this big open world map with all these icons you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. they almost need to dial it back a little bit and keep some of the core stuff like the focus on the gunplay is good the the stealth elements are good hiding in the mud and shit like all that's cool like there's some stuff there that they should keep but they and Ubisoft in general really needs to find a way to get away from the fucking Ubisoft formula. Like, do give us something else. And so the fact that Breakpoint isn't totally dead to me is leaving me a little bit excited for what this new Ghost Recon game could be. It also seems really quick for a new Ghost Recon game because I, I think Breakpoint came out. I guess it's, uh, I guess it's 2020. I don't know. I think it's that's the that's the earliest is 2020. Maybe it's 2021, but. It just seems it seems early, but uh, anyway. And then, like you said, they're just fucking pounding Ghost Recon into the ground with, with the front. Well, they've got that. They got Frontline. So I don't know. I, it sounds like we may see the the over code name Project Over, whatever, before we see Frontline at this point if they're restarting on that one. So I think the fact that they've gotten negative feedback and then seeing what happened with Battlefield twenty forty two. You know, one of these big shooters. I think that's I think that's scaring people in a way. Number six, Sony revealed the top downloaded games of March on the PlayStation Store this week. On PS5, the most downloaded title was Elden Ring, of course, followed by Gran Turismo 7, WWE 2K22, Grand Theft Auto 5, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, NBA 2K22, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Horizon Forbidden West, Ghostwire Tokyo, Sifu. FIFA 22, It Takes Two, Madden NFL 22, God, so many twos, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Among Us, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Dying Light 2, Rainbow Six Siege, Mortal Kombat 11, and then over on PS4, Elden Ring was the best seller there as well, or most downloaded, I should say, followed by WWE 2K22, ahead of your beloved Gran Turismo 7, with NBA 2K22 at 4, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Grand Theft Auto V, Minecraft, FIFA 22, Batman Arkham Knight, Horizon Forbidden West, Madden NFL 22, Marvel Spider-Man, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Last of Us 2, God bless, Need for Speed Heat, Among Us, Cuphead, The Sims 4, and of course, The Forest at number 20. Over on PSVR, it's pretty much status quo. Beat Saber at number one, followed by Job Simulator, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Batman Arkham VR, Super Hot, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Creed Rise to Glory, Surgeon Simulator, Experience Reality, Vacation Simulator, and Swordsman VR at 10. On free to play, also mostly status quo, Fortnite, number one, Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, and Bleach, 
Brave Souls anime game, Bleach My Asshole at number four, followed by Rec Room at five, Rocket League, PUBG, Destiny 2, Genshin Impact, and Brawlhalla at 10. So does anything stand out to you? Yeah, absolutely nothing on VR or free to play. Uh-huh. Shout out to the forest for making it back up. Big, 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 big month for the, those guys. That game's got to be doing incredibly well. I bet. I wonder how many copies. But go ahead. No, no, I always think it's interesting when like The Sims pops up. Like I just I can't believe that many people play The Sims. But uh, realistically, um, you know, you, you really have the top, same top three for the four and the five. People keep buying and downloading GTA Five, so we'll never see the end of that. <laughs> I can't believe Tiny uh, Tina's is that high. Like I, I realize, yeah. I realize it's rated well and what it is, yeah. but I just I didn't expect it to be like it's ahead of a Final Fantasy. Like I didn't expect that. And Sifu being in the top ten is is cool too. So you got Elden Ring and Sifu, some really difficult games uh, up there. And then of course GT Seven is notorious because some of those challenges on it can be very difficult. Lots of people break their controller playing Two K. So you know, some difficult games up there. But other than that, you know, it's pretty, I would call it pretty chalk yeah. month, all things considered. Sure. There are a couple of interesting things to me. First of all, uh, Elden Ring, a game that came out in February, outselling Gran Turismo 7. I mean, that's somewhat surprising, but not really, because in my opinion, Gran Turismo is more niche than Elden Ring. Uh, and Elden Ring obviously set the world on fire. WWE 2K22 doing so well pleases me greatly because i can recommend that game that game is so much fun i hope to get back to it a little bit after i finish cyberpunk but like you said gta 5 clocking in at 4 on gt or on uh, ps5 after it became available or in its first month of being available that game is never gonna die like you said and then uh tiny tina's is a game that i've had my eye on i'm gonna maybe catch it on sale one day i think that horizon forbidden west is not selling very well I mean, it came out on on February twentieth, and it's at what nine on the on the list for the month of March, behind a Stranger of Paradise and NBA Two K twenty two. That's been out for almost you know forever now, and I don't know, man. I I I think it's not selling well, and I don't really understand why because it's a great game. I mean, that's a fucking must play game, and even on PS four, it's where is it on PS four? Shit, it's like 10 or 11 on PS4, or maybe 10 exactly on PS4. That's not good. And there's 100 million PS4s out in the wild, and it's 10 for the month of March. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that game's doing great. Number seven, Travis, we also have several news nuggets. We're just flying right through here this week. It's not been a terribly busy week. First nugget, a new update for Dreams from Media Molecule has added monster voices and sound effects to the game creator. And uh, one interesting note about Media Molecule is head of PlayStation Studios, Mr. Herman Holst, visited them this week while he was in the UK for the BAFTAs and said he had a great meeting. So I wonder if they're actually going to make a fucking game anytime soon or they're just going <laughs> to keep up with this, dream, with this dream shit. No, I think that he just went there to check on Dreams. Oh, God. He went there and found no Dreams. Next nugget. Website gamesindustry.biz reported that, that games development support agency Streamline Media Group has opened an internal development studio in Tokyo to assist with partner projects. The team will be led by Kenji Kajiwara, the former vice president of third-party relations for Japan and Asia at Sony Interactive Entertainment. Most recently, he was responsible for the PlayStation China Hero Project initiative. Publisher THQ Nordic announced that they will host a digital showcase on Friday, August the 12th, and it will include updates on games like Outcast 2, 
Jagged Alliance 3, as well as new game announcements. Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has acquired a 96% stake in the King of Fighters developer SNK. Saudi Arabia has a notoriously awful stance on human rights, including executing people for homosexuality and not allowing women to be in public without completely covering themselves. Travis, what a, what a place. I read covering their sleeves, and I was like, that seems difficult. <laughs> they they got to double sleeve it. Yeah. What a cool country, guys. Yeah, what a fucking place. And hey, are, what you- are we? Hey, are they our top country? How many listens do we get in Saudi Arabia? Uh, we do have some. I'll have to look and see. No, we might. No, wait. Are we banned there? We're either. We're, oh, or is it sweet? We either. Maybe it's Iran. We got banned um, in the country. No, no. Sorry, I'm thinking of YouTube. Remember our video of one of our videos got banned uh, in Iran or taken down or something. What? Nothing makes me happier than being banned in a Middle Eastern country. Well, we're definitely going to be banned in Saudi Arabia now after we're talking shit about them and their Something crown prince. Saudi Arabia, except for their dumb fucking human rights views. <laughs> They're the other completely ass-backwards fucking view of the world, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Last thing here, crown prince, more like clown prince, all right? Anyway. There you go. Next nugget. Activision Blizzard is converting all of its nearly 1,100 temporary and contingent quality assurance workers in the United States to full-time employees with benefits. Cool. for them. So quality assurance, they don't do anything because their games suck. And not only are they full time now, but they can fuck whoever they want since they're employees with benefits. <laughs> also, I love how they're just doing this so they can get the fucking Microsoft deal through because they're yeah. just under all this pressure. It's hilarious. It's, it's nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, because they increased their headcount by twenty five percent. They did not want to fucking do that. I can tell you that. All right. <laughs> Next nugget: website uh, Video Games Chronicle reported that former PlayStation boss Jack Tretton told Axios that PlayStation Vita was one of the technologies that Sony had quote-unquote orphaned a little bit and added that it just didn't have the level of support it needed from the company. Newsflash, Jack. You were in charge of the motherfucker. I don't know what... I mean, come on, buddy. Like, what do you mean they didn't support... He he made a comment about developers didn't support it. Just fucking... What are you talking about? If you feel that way, fucking tell him to make a Vita game. I don't understand. The problem, the problem, in my opinion, obviously, is not with developer support because they were first party... And uh, good second party games there. And, yeah. you know, there's an Uncharted game. There's a Resistance game. There's a Killzone game. There's a fucking Little Big Planet game. So on and so forth. The problem, buddy, is that they made proprietary memory cards that were so expensive. It was totally, absolutely stupid. And, I, I mean, it's just, it's asinine. Anyway, I digress. Ooh, sorry. I got a little mad there. <laughs> Next nugget, a new job listing at PlayStation subsidiary Bungie suggests that a Destiny animated show could be in the works, Travis. The developer is currently hiring a senior producer of linear media, which lists one of the required skills as, quote, experience with licensed products and or animation, scripted television development, or current programming, end quote. So that's happening. I'm really excited about the, like, four or five episodes in a row where all you're doing is is just fucking grinding to get like loot yeah just loot yeah, episodes just, damn it a green gun again i want an orange one we're yeah. in the fifth episode we're in the same fucking cave i wonder how long people will watch that <laughs> also lucasfilm games announced return to monkey island a sequel to the acclaimed adventure game series being developed by original writer and director ron gilbert netflix has begun production on season three of their hit series the witcher it's exciting world of World of Tanks developer Wargaming is closing its offices in Russia and Belarus 
due to the invasion of Ukraine. A demo for unannounced uh, for an unannounced Gex game was discovered on an old CD recordable and uploaded to archive.org this week. It featured a younger Gex in what appears to be a sequel to the originally to the original trilogy that never saw the light of day. There have been trademarks renewed on Gex, by the way, so that's very interesting. Also, VentureBeat reporter Jeff Grubb stated on Twitter that he has asked around about PS3 emulation on PS5, and according to his sources, Sony is actively working on it, though it may take a while to produce. Fuck's sake, I would hope so. I could have already had it. Derek Phillips, the actor who played Abby's dad in The Last of Us Part Two, tweeted that he is working on motion capture for an quote-unquote epic project. Whatever that could be. Developer Crystal Dynamics announced that they are working on a new entry in the Tomb Raider series and utilizing Unreal Engine 5 for the project. Elsewhere, former Days Gone director and Travis's best friend, Jeff Ross, announced that he has joined the project as design director. So hopefully you can not complain about that. (laughs) Speaking of Unreal, Epic Games fully released Unreal Engine 5 to all developers this week. After it has been in early access since last May, a number of PlayStation titles are being made on Unreal Engine 5, including Haven Studios Project and some unannounced PlayStation VR 2 titles. Pretty cool. I actually downloaded this to my computer Mm -hmm. because it's free. And I have a dream or a goal. Martin had a dream. I would like to try to just dabble over the next several years, probably, and try to make just just a game. I just want to see what it's about. I'm going to try to make a little game in Unreal Engine, like a you know, city-building management game, something like that. We'll see. <laughs> that won't surprise you. No, I, got, I mean, there's lots of stuff you could do. You could make an yeah. ancient building simulator. Yeah, so we'll see. Next nugget. A couple of prominent upcoming titles released lengthy gameplay footage this week. If you're interested, The Quarry and Trek to Yomi. I thought that was already out. Which one? The Trek to Yomi. It comes out... Uh, May the 5th, I think. That may be in the news or in the uh, news here in a minute. I don't remember if I put it in here or not. Next nugget, the Lego Group and Epic Games announced that they are partnering to, partnering to create a metaverse that is kid-friendly. I thought we had that already. We had the nah. Penguin. <laughs> I don't know. Does that still exist? Hmm. Uh, upcoming WWE 2K22 DLC wrestler Nash Carter has been released by WWE following accusations that he beat his wife. At what he beat her at? Uh, in the face. Oh. Well, first of all, he has two last names. That's that's a red flag. That, absolutely. It sounds like Should he could live in Saudi Arabia for free. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can extradite him to Saudi Arabia. Let's do that. Perfect. I also refuse to pronounce it right. I'm going to keep calling it Saudi Arabia. <laughs> is it Saudi? It might be Saudi. Saudi, Saudi? I think it's Saudi is correct because they call them the Saudis. Like when... Oh, uh, yeah. You're right. Anyway. Saudi, Saudi. Also, a major Dying Light 2 update is coming this month that will add a new game plus and numerous fixes for the game. Gran Turismo 7's big balancing update released this week, Travis, and has reworked the heavily criticized in-game economy. Can you confirm? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, universally approved. Uh, much better. Okay. You know, it's, it's a little bit annoying because, like, you know, if I would have waited three weeks, I could have gotten a lot more coins for some of the stuff I did, but it's cool. I get it. Still... Still haven't answered a question about the legendary cars are. I've tweeted at them twice about it. Uh, so is Cousin John. So cool cool game, guys. We don't want a platinum. 
Yeah, I don't understand why they can't just say that. I don't. I don't know why that's so such a fucking secret. But is, and let me ask. Let me ask you this too. Is this is this not a Google Googleable thing? Like you can't look at the Lamar winners, uh, so or is it because they randomize the cars and you just don't fucking know? That's well, part of it. Like like everybody knows the Lamar winners because we have a list of that. I mean, it's public knowledge, obviously. Uh-huh. But like the one person that I know of that has the trophy was a developer or a reviewer. I can't remember, but he won't tell anybody what three cars he bought. So like that's kind of added to it a little bit. Um, okay. But they also don't like when they add cars to the legendary market. They haven't added a car yet that has won Lamar. So it's like so so they're gonna to just right. So you can't even do it yet. Right. That's I mean, fucking dumb. I could go to the I can go to the like actual dealerships and buy cars that have won Lamar, but they're all modern within the last you know ten years. Mm-hmm. I don't think that counts as legendary. I see. But if it does, fucking tell me. Data released by Twitter shows that Sony's acquisition of Bungie generated more discussion on the platform than Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, and just goes to show you how much Sony or PlayStation moves moves the needle. Management game Two Point Campus, the sequel to Two Point Hospital, has been delayed from May 17th and will now release on August the 9th. Konami will release eFootball 2022's 1.0 version on April the 14th, and will be considered the first main release of the game. It introduces the foot-like Dream Team mode and numerous bug fixes. Insider Tom Henderson reported that Ubisoft is currently developing a third-person PvPVE Battle Royale maze shooter, codenamed Pathfinder. It is said to, be, to have a similar graphical style to other Ubisoft Battle Royale game Hyperscape, which is dog shit, if you'll remember, and will feature a Destiny-style hub and hero class system. And Tom claims that he has seen video of the game running, and it actually looks kind of decent, so... Mm-hmm. Well, they need to call it Tom Clancy Pathfinder so people will know it's Ubisoft created. <laughs> yeah. How else can I know? Right, right. Also, website Pushsquare reported that Stray, the cyberpunk cat adventure game coming to PS4 and PS5, has been rated in Korea, mm-hmm. which means that a release announcement is imminent, and it has only been dated for quarter two, which is what we're currently in. So it makes me wonder if we're getting a state of play or showcase soon. Also, Astro's Playroom got a curious new update almost a year since its last one, which improved game performance and fixed bugs. And that's very odd. A a remake of classic arcade shooter The House of the Dead was originally planned to release only on Nintendo Switch, but it has since been discovered on the PlayStation Network, which suggests that an announcement could be imminent. Sniper Elite 5 has gone gold ahead of its May 26th release date on PS4 and PS5. Seems a little early. Just a reminder that the new version of Fall Guys on PS4 is out now, and it will require you to fully download and transfer your progress over to continue playing, thanks to a shift in the game's publishing rights. Simulation driving game SnowRunner is getting a native PS5 version on May 31st, and will come as a free upgrade for owners of the PS4 version. Square Enix has filed a new trademark in Japan for Tactics Ogre Reborn, which was one of the titles listed in the NVIDIA GeForce Now leak, allegedly. Upcoming horror game, horror game, horror game, The Quarry will include a movie mode that lets you beat the game without pressing a single button, instead allowing players to choose options in the beginning like everyone dies or everyone lives, or simply randomizing character personalities to watch how it all plays out. I kind of like that. (laughs) This is actually really fucking awesome. This is so cool. Because we're going to make the main character a sociopath, see what happens. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it said you can tune... 
you can tune it so you don't you don't have to randomize it either it said you can literally like program each character like i could program travis travis is uh uh, he's he's witty he's uh quick to make he's quick to make decisions he's a coward whatever you know like you can give them personality traits and see how that plays out too so i feel like there's a whole like streaming thing that's gonna happen there also developer lily mo games will release super perils of baking a remake of their platformer perils of baking on ps4 and ps5 on june 3rd just a hard game about baking sounds like i don't even <laughs> want to think about it, it makes me hate games <laughs> Yeah. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that the most recent Horizon Forbidden West update lets players disable the animation for picking up items, which I don't understand why is a fucking problem, by the way. It's literally like a half-second animation. It feels like a very RPG thing, like you just walk over it and it's in your shit now. Yeah, I don't don't like that. Like, I want to be immersed. I'm sorry. I I think I said this on... I don't know if I said this on the show last week or on Twitter or wherever the fuck, but like, I I play open-world RPGs to somewhat be immersed. It's why... The shit with Red Dead that people complain about, oh, it takes you so long to to do this and to do that. Well, I'm sorry, guys. That's a fucking masterclass. Like, they animated all that shit. They animated you picking a flower. They, I mean, I don't know. I don't have any problem with that. It's immersive. It's, it's, it is part of the immersion, if you will, for me. In an effort to combat scalpers in Japan, Sony Japan is asking retailers to break PS5 box factory seals in front of customers during transactions to ensure that potential scalpers cannot sell them as a new item. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Okay, we'll have we'll have we'll have stickers in two days. <laughs> That's not <laughs> yeah, gonna stop yeah. me. If I could counterfeit a fifty dollar bill, I could counterfeit a fucking sticker. Like <laughs> right. That, that's a good point. But I I I at least they're trying though. I I I, I admire yeah. that. Also, a new survey by something called YouGov found that 46% of PlayStation gamers in the United States would consider purchasing Xbox Game Pass if it has Activision games. So, good to to know I'm still in the majority. Yeah, so this is interesting. I would like to point out two things about statistics. One, they could have asked, well, three things. One, they could have asked 100 people. Uh, Two, which would make 46 people say that. Uh, They could have asked the same person 46 times. Also, if you asked every married person in the world how many of them would consider cheating on their spouse with a supermodel probably 46 percent of them would say they would but how many of them would actually do it so yeah let's think about that yeah and they i don't think i can't remember if it clarified if it if it meant that if they were only available on xbox and not playstation right. does that make yeah, sense that, i don't know that could be a huge swing too if they would have said it's on both they yeah. might have said 10 percent. you know right which we already know i guess is not the case that they're going to bring Call of Duty games to PlayStation anyway, but nevertheless. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy publisher Square Enix said that the soft sales for the game will not necessarily rule out a sequel. Oh. Square Enix also. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking like they meant like t shirts and socks and like hats, like soft goods, oh. <laughs> like not hard goods. No, no, no. The, the less than stellar sales of the game. Uh, Square Enix also said this week that a new Chrono Cross game is not currently in the works, despite the re- recent release of Chrono Cross: The Radical Dreamers Edition. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week: MLB The Show 22, Elden Ring, Dreams, Paladins, The Ascent, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West, Overwatch, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Astro's Playroom, Smite, Apex Legends, World War Z, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Rust Console Edition, Godfall, Hunt Showdown, Life is Strange, and Neverwinter. So if you've been waiting for some content or maybe something to get fixed, might want to look into it. Also, 
Resident Evil 3 has been rated for PS5 by Peggy, meaning a release is coming soon. That actually might be at a showcase as well. Just thought about that. Publisher 110 Industries has hinted that they may have a publishing agreement with Yu Suzuki for Shinmu 4. Okay. Oh boy. Life is Strange Remastered Collection will get support for 60 frames per second on PS5 in a future update. Aliens Fireteam Elite Season 3 is set to drop on April 19th. Electronic Arts rumored Need for Speed game will release sometime later this year, only on current-gen machines, meaning PlayStation 5, according to VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb. A new Star Trek game called Star Trek Prodigy Supernova has been leaked via the Star Trek Chicago convention. A discovered image shows the game is being developed by Outright Games and will be revealed in May for both PS4 and PS5. Website Gamatsu reported that Layer Section and Galactic Attack S Tribute will launch on PS4 on April 28th. Shoot'em up game Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid burst forth. Chorogon Breath will head west sometime this summer on PS4. God, can't fucking wait. Everything reads like a, a poorly dubbed anime movie. <laughs> it's like they just fucking threw words in there. I just don't understand. Slice of Life interactive story game Lake released on PS4 and PS5 last week. Focus Entertainment will publish developer Run Disc's upcoming puzzle adventure game Chance of Sinar, but no release date was given. Publisher No More Robots announced Slayer's X, Terminal Aftermath, Vengeance of the Slayer. There's two colons there. That's that's real, by the way. It's it's more, yeah. And it is a comedy boomer shooter, <laughs> but no release date was given. It also is two more colons than I have. No More Robots also announced Travis, a spiritual successor to Hypnospace Outlaw called Dream Settler, but no release date was given. Oh, here it is. I ruined it. Side-scrolling samurai action game Trek to Yomi will launch on PS4 and PS5 on May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Action RPG Made in Abyss Binary Star Falling into Darkness will launch on PS4 sometime this fall. Have you played Made in Abyss Non-Binary Star? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that when I fucking typed this up. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Next nugget. Shoot 'em up like game Swordship will release on PS4 and PS5 this September. Side-scrolling action-adventure game Liberated Enhanced Edition will come to PS4 on April 20th. Anime-inspired roguelite deck builder Super Bullet Break was announced for PS4. It will launch physically and digitally sometime later this year. Side-scrolling action game Gigapocalypse will release on PS4 on June 2nd. Side-scrolling roguelite action RPG Source of Madness will launch on PS4 and PS5 on May 11th. First-person psychological horror horror game Madison will launch on PS4 and PS5 on June 24th. And finally, Travis Gamatsu reports that Slice of Life farming simulation game Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, will come west through North America, it's like Bible, or PS4 sometime after it launches in Japan on July 28th. And that is all for the news this week. I'll turn it over to Travis now for a pretty, pretty good uh, list of game releases this week. Uh, on April 4th, we have Burger Break Head to Head. On the 5th, we have Legal Dungeon, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga. It will be the show 22, Replica. On the 7th, Replica's a separate game, not that it will be the show as a replica of 21, although that could be the case. On uh-huh, April yes. the 7th, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition. We also have 
Eschatos, Lectel mm-hmm. in the VR, One Hand Clapping, okay. Outbreak, Contagious Memories, Road Maintenance Simulator. Oh my fucking god! Wow. Yeah. Let's just yeah. fucking shoot me. Slipstream, Whiskey and Zombies, Z Warp. On the eighth, we have Clay Skeet Shooting. <laughs> what the fuck are these? That's games? about a, you just repeatedly shoot a guy named Clay Skeet. <laughs> yeah, you're not shooting clay pigeons. You just yeah. Uh, we also okay. have Lake, Pity Pit, mm-hmm. and Wild West oh, Crops. Wild. <laughs> yeah, Pity Pit. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So definitely, the highlights on here are Road Maintenance Simulator because why not? That sounds amazing. <laughs> I imagine yeah. to get the platinum, you have to work on the same road for three years and then not fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then by the time you fix it, you got to start over and fix yeah, it you again. You got to start back at the beginning because it's got bottles. <laughs> now. Fucking joke. Oh, fuck. Whiskey Zombies yeah. is like a weird version of um, Shaun of the Dead. So, yeah, anyway, nothing crazy this week, though, really. I mean, you know, it'll be the show will sell a lot of copies or at least be downloaded a lot. Yeah. The Lego games are always, are always pretty good. Yeah, a couple couple big ones there. Like you said, MLB The Show 22, huge. That'll be a top 10 seller for the year. And then Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, is reviewing very well. I think it's in the mid to high 80s on Metacritic. It also apparently is takes 80 to 90 hours to get the Platinum Trophy. So I'm fucking good. And uh, Whiskey Dick Zombies, pretty cool. And uh, yeah, Pity Pit, that's my life. That's all the new releases this week, and let's start to wrap the show up here, Travis, by discussing what we have been playing. What do you got? Yeah, well, you know, I did um did a what do you call it, what do you want to call it? My first manufacturer's race of the year on Gran Turismo, and I had the wrong strategy, and I ended up finishing like I qualified third and finished like sixth because I had the wrong strategy. I didn't realize I didn't realize I could use the harder tire and do a no stop, so I thought I needed to use the I thought I, I thought I had to pit, so I went with a different tire type, and then I learned later on I didn't have to do that. So anyway, that was a mistake, but whatever, no big deal. It's a it's a dummy season anyway. We're just trying things out, so who gives a shit? I did win. I won a race at Spa, my first race on GT7. Um, I won that on uh, basically fuel strategy. Um, I probably could have won another race or two, but as, as I told you, I got somebody drove into the back of me. They were like trying to, I don't know if they were trying to bump draft me or what, but ran into me, gave me a penalty. I ended up losing by like four seconds. So that was the difference there. But uh, nothing crazy going on there. I'm, again, I'm still waiting for my specialty cars to come out so I can get that trophy. And I'll hopefully I don't have to buy credits for that. So right now I'm just trying to build up credits so I can buy those cars because I'm sure they'll be expensive. Other than that, I bought the Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 game, which was on sale. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, how would I rate it? Uh, you know, there's 30 cases I think you have to finish. I've done one case, and then I've done... Um, I, did, I did the entry case, where it basically teaches you how to play the game. And uh, there's okay. a lot going on. I actually had to watch a walkthrough in two different points, because I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. Like, I had all the clues. I couldn't figure it out. And um, I had, like... Mm-hmm. I needed to flip a shoe over. And then, like, the other thing was something really silly like that, where, like, I... I like walked by something and didn't actually check it all the way. I only partly checked it. So as I got further, it was, I was getting annoyed really like the first 30 minute, 45 minutes I played the game. I was super annoyed because I didn't understand what it wanted me to do, but you have to highlight certain things in the case book. And then you, so you ask the right questions and then 
you have to you know you have to make decisions on your clue chart which puts things together which gives you multiple outcomes then you act on the outcome so once i understood the components it actually i could actually start getting kind of lost in the in the game a little bit which was fun like we talked about before there's a little la noir in it where you're asking a lot of questions you're taking a lot of feedback you have to use your deductive reasoning you have to pay attention and the, there are tools in the game like you can press r1 and use like his spidey sense or whatever you know when you shoot the gun it has max pain bullet time but you know it has to recharge uh the combat's interesting like the way you do the combat it's it's a it's a timing thing there's a lot of timing in it which kind of reminds me i think heavy rain was like that too where it had timing and you know you'd have to like flick the stick a certain way yeah. uh, detroit had that too so those things are fun i enjoy those and then i did a, i did another story after that that had to do with his mom yeah it's interesting and like the the map is kind of it's open but not open if that makes sense the world yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of times like you know in your clue book it'd be like hey like you know you need to go talk to a tailor they're at this street and they're in west sussex so you have to pull up the map find west sussex search the map for the two streets find the corner and then you put your marker on it and you know you can fast travel to certain spots and then you have to walk to the corner and make you know then you it's kind of cool because you get to the corner and then you're like okay i'm at the corner is you know which four cool. bu- which of these four buildings is that I'm right in the middle of the road, right? So there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. that makes kind of like that's how it would be. I felt like back then, like you would, you know, you would be wandering through Corsica trying to figure out exactly, you know, where you needed to go. But oh uh, yeah, it has some it has that's some cool, cool parts in it that I'm enjoying so far, and it's just fun. The stories are fun. Like you're solving the crimes, so they're like little miniature stories, like in the books, but you're also getting to learn a little bit about Sherlock because he's it's it's right as he became a, a, a renowned detective so you're getting to learn about like the before story which you never really see in the books so it's all those things are cool but yeah i mean it, like as we talked about it has mixed reviews i can see where somebody would hate that game and i can also mm-hmm. see where you'd really like that game so i mean is it a is it does it have a ps5 version are you playing a ps5 yeah, version? I, I would yeah and i would give it a like right now i would say it's a, it's a solid seven um, i've played right. a hell of a lot worse well, I, I didn't get to play a whole, whole lot this week. Like I said, I had in-laws at the house a lot of the week. I should be done with Cyberpunk by now, but nay, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> but I am not. So I did play a little bit of Cyberpunk uh, this week, though. Just play a couple side missions, really. I think I'm on the last main quest mission of the second act, so I'm getting ready to be in the final quarter of the game, I, I think, really. Because I well, I guess the final third technically, but I feel like I've done more um, than that. So uh, yeah, I'm getting close. Uh, maybe I'll have some time to put into it this weekend. And then I did not get to to play Crusader Kings three yet because I'm wanting to make another episode for the YouTube channel uh, for that because we've gotten pretty good views on that. Uh, I want to go back to it. And I have not played it since then because I want to you know I want to truly pick up where I left off and keep going. So I got to do that so before I forget what the hell is going on. Uh, but the only other things I really played this week, I played some Vita in bed a couple of nights. I played Rayman Origins on Vita on the OLED because it just looks so good. Played a couple levels on that. It's just fun, you know, arcadey game to play at night. And then on my Slim Vita, I played Bastion, um, which is uh, kind of like a isometric action-adventure game. Uh, really cool. I've tried to play it before, but... I just never really got into it or got very far, but uh, it's it's a game made by 
gosh, what is that studio? Supergiant, who did like Hades and Transistor and um, Pyre, and I've played all of their other games except for Bastion. So I want to. I'm. I don't know. I'm really not going in it in any order. I guess or not the right order. So played a little bit of that too, and it's pretty cool so far. So might might continue with that when I can. But anyway, that's it. So I'm like I said, I'm hoping to play some more Crusader Kings three, hoping to finish Cyberpunk 2077. I am taking a day off next week um, just because I've got to use it before I lose it at work. So maybe that'll be my opportunity. And uh, I feel like it was a little quiet this week. So there may be some PlayStation news next week. That just seems like that's kind of the, the way it goes these days. But anyway, that's all for us and for the show this week. If you guys enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe so that you'll get a new episode delivered to you every Monday on whatever feed you're listening on. And uh, also, most importantly, if you could leave us a review, a rating. Um, It doesn't have to be a written review. You can just leave us some stars or some thumbs up or four out of five or whatever the hell it is on on your podcast feed. And then we would also appreciate if you would share us with a friend or a loved one. Word of mouth is so powerful for the podcast world. And uh, if you think they might enjoy it, just send us their way. And uh, also don't forget to, I don't even think I, I just realized I didn't even introduce the fucking podcast at the beginning. Did I, I think I just went straight into, I don't know. I was just talking about, <laughs> I don't think I introduced the show other than us talking about who we are. Wow. Forgot. Anyway, we're a PlayStation podcast. <laughs> uh, we, we post new episodes uh, every Monday. We talk about all the news rumors, uh, new games and all that in under 90 minutes. And uh, don't forget to find us on social media. You can find us at the DualSense Pod on Twitter. Also on Instagram and Facebook. I post virtual photography on on uh, Instagram where of uh, what we've been what we've been playing. There's some Gran Turismo there, some Horizon, some uh, Cyberpunk 2077 right now. So you can check all that out. And then on Facebook, I'll also share our, our YouTube videos as well as uh, share them on Twitter too. So. Oh, and then don't forget, we have a blog as well. For some reason, you want to look at that. It is the dualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. So there it is. I introduced the podcast at the end. Brilliant. Uh, Anyway, we'll get out of here. You guys take care. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.